All right, welcome to The Mindful Leader, the podcast where we seek to understand the mental health, mental state, and well-being of leaders and how they take control of them so that other leaders, perhaps like yourself, can become more productive, more fulfilled, and better leaders yourselves. My name is Seven Jacobs, and in today's episode, we'll be listening to a man named Daryl. Daryl is a well-being coach. He is a friend of mine who has gone on a couple of interesting journeys in his life and now has a very fun and kind of unique take on mental health as a result of coaching people and being a trainer, a personal trainer for people for so many years now. He's seen the sides of life that are difficult, that are challenging, but not just that, that are kind of unfair. But he takes a stance on it that I found really enjoyable to listen to and to discuss with him today. I think this episode is going to be one that sets a really enjoyable tone for the rest of our series. We talk about things like habits. We talk about not just mental health, but overall well-being and the things we can do to become more productive. We talk about dreams even and how dreams can affect us so much. And something that uh, really struck me as we had our conversation was that no matter what kind of goes wrong or what challenges we face, we have so many reasons to keep going. Not just to push ourselves harder and harder, because I think that defeats the purpose of a kind of a mental health podcast. Really, what it does is it's a reason to keep trying our best to keep supporting ourselves through difficulty and to try our best to build a life that we love in every way, not just by working and working and working. This is a theme that I predict will be very constant and consistent throughout this podcast. And I'm confident that this, uh, as a kind of a beginning to that, will set a tone that uh, will have a lot of practical takeaways, a couple of interesting takes and experiences, and uh, overall should be an enjoyable listen. So thank you so much for uh, being here today for giving this podcast a listen and a try and a chance. Uh, And I will endeavor to have these conversations in a way that are enriching for you. And yeah, that's that's about it. So uh, without further ado, let's get started. Right. Welcome to The Mindful Leader, the podcast where we seek to understand the mental health, mental state, and mental well-being of leaders and how they take control of them so that other leaders, perhaps like yourself, can become more productive, more fulfilled, and better leaders as a result. My name is Seven, and on today's first episode, uh, we get to speak to a good friend and business partner of mine, a guy named Daryl. Daryl, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing well. Pleased to be on today, share my views. Daryl, I'd love to know a little bit more about who you are and the kind of things that you do as a leader in a day-to-day basis. What do you do and what the business is that you run? My name is Daryl. I'm a well-being coach based in London. 
So on a day-to-day, I have to manage my clients, their well-being, making sure that they're doing the right amount of training, the optimal amount of macronutrients, nutrition, getting the right foods in, make sure that they're optimized in regards to their sleep and their recovery. That's a bit about me and what I do on a day-to-day. Mm. And tell me about the business that you have and how you started it up from just kind of being a personal trainer, which is your background. Tell me about that journey and why you did that. When it came to personal training, I realized that a lot of people wanted to get a better physique, get in better shape. But for what reason? Just to mm. look better. Like, I'm sure the aesthetic is a big component, but like the stick isn't enough to carry through a lot of motivation after the time and you need a reason for doing these things and that what i realized is there's a big link between looking after your body looking after your mental health and your day-to-day performance your productivity and the more you invest in yourself by getting that efficient amount of sleep each night getting the right nutrients in and making sure that you're well rested this has a huge benefit to how your body functions on a day-to-day. That's what I really want to help people see and do is to look at their body as a vehicle and make sure that vehicle is well optimized. Mm. In your kind of experiences, do we not usually take care of that body? What is common for us to do these days? And what kind of impact does that have on our day-to-day lives, whether it's our health, not just our health, but our energy, our productivity, our fulfillment? What kind of impact does quote-unquote normal life have nowadays? Quote-unquote normal life is back-to-back, is very fast-paced requires little thoughts. We're creatures of habits. Mm. So it's so important to create Mm. healthy, establish healthy and good habits so that we don't really have to think about certain things. So just working that daily routine is so, so important. And again, it's so easy just to get into the whole routine of just being back to back and then after training session to the end of the week and the end of the week comes and we don't do it here all the time. Mm. But realistically like a game of cat and mouse not really going to happen until you decide and make it happen. And why do you think we play that game of cat and mouse? Why do you think that we choose not to make things happen? In your experience, does that have anything to do with our mental health? I don't actually think it's a choice. I do think that everyone knows what they are actually supposed to do. Mm. Um, but we do choose not to do it in a weird way. I don't know why. For example, if we're talking about being successful in your career as an entrepreneur, we know exactly what we're supposed to do in order to make that happen. Mm. Even if you ask these days, 12-year-old, how do you be healthy? They'll be able to tell you that. But again, we just don't do it. I think one reason is that accountability. Mm. It's so easy to let ourselves down. But when we bring someone else into it, we find it harder to let that other person down. Mm. I think what makes a lot of sense so far is because we're creatures of habit, we will choose to do what we already know. We choose to do what we already know because it's the safe thing to do and we're naturally risk averse. So if being unhealthy because it's easier becomes a habit, it will also become safer because we know what's going to happen. Theoretically, we know what's going to happen when we do exercise or we 
do take control or we do hold ourselves accountable instead of needing someone else to do it. But any change, we naturally resist. So between the easier route or what feels like the more necessary route and the fact that it's a change, we put up all these mental barriers telling ourselves it's okay to slack off. In your experience, what happens when we slack off? See, in my mind, the way things work is you're either increasing, you're either getting better, either progressing, or you're declining. You have to come out of that comfort zone. The more you stay in that comfort zone, the more you're going to decline rather than going up. Do think it's important that you're always optimized because surely your competitors, the people that you're competing with business, they probably are getting that sleep and nutrition. So you need to make sure that you're geared up to mm-hmm. go with them, if that makes sense. That makes sense. Make sure yeah. you your weapons. Yeah, your weapons. Got to sharpen your blade. Yeah, I feel that. That's another interesting angle to look is from a kind of predator perspective. We do things because we feel like we have to. So what gives us the edge? And what I'm so interested in is when you talked a minute ago about the comfort zone, the kind of natural thing to do is stay within the comfort zone. But there's such an incredible power that comes when you start to step out of the comfort zone because you have to challenge yourself. It's a bit like setting really ambitious goals. If they're not ambitious enough, you're not going to try hard enough to achieve them. If you're not out of your comfort zone, you're not putting in enough energy to actually get where you want to get. And as a leader and as an entrepreneur, that's incredibly important. One of the main reasons I started this podcast is because there are a lot of leaders out there at least trying to do those things, but it becomes very difficult when their mental well-being or mental health starts taking a drag or taking a hit as a result of trying to do those things because that actually does take a lot of energy. So the next thing I'd love to kind of hear from you is a little bit more about your mental health journey and how it affected your ability to become a leader. So I guess to break that down, what was your experience growing up like? My experience growing up, I'm coming from a background of an athlete. From the age of 12 years old, all I knew was to train for football to become a professional footballer. So again, that required a lot of mindset and building this relentless, I'm going to win, I'm going to achieve this goal. I'm going to wake up 6 a.m. in the morning. The whole Gary V mindset mm-hmm. of waking up really early, grinding, getting things done. So from a young age, I've always been within that and I've always been taught that. But I think I would like to compare it. I do think as entrepreneurs, we are behind. We have to compare ourselves with athletes and the top athletes, the people that are the 1% that compete with the best in the world. Um, They are optimized. They've got mental health coaches, sports psychologists. They've got the best trainers. And funny enough, they probably know how to train themselves, but they've got these trainers that are there supporting them, giving them the better techniques, making sure that they're they're pushing past their limit every single session. Hmm. That just goes to show that you can never be too let's say trained or too big to have a coach or to have a trainer. There's always some life, some part of your life that needs a bit of help and support. 
So you grew up in this kind of situation where you were always, always, always grinding from a young age. You were also, I know, experiencing like various things in your community and stuff like that. Walk us through that and walk us through kind of what it was like to be experiencing whatever challenges or difficulties you were experiencing and then going and kind of grinding away at this dream that you had at such a young age. So, yeah, at this young age, it's more just playing for your local football team. You're just in love with it. That's all you want to do. All you want to do is wake up in the morning, play football, go home, play some fever or football manager and go to the gym, do some bit of exercise and repeat. That's what you want to do. That was pretty much my life. All my friends were all involved, exact same thing, exact same routine. Didn't really have time for much other things. I think it was all going well. It was very hard. It was very difficult. Training your mind, constantly battling yourself just to be the best version. I think this all changed when I went to university and I started to see, after not making it, for example, and going to university and seeing how, let's say, quote unquote, normal people are. It's just like, yeah, they weren't as conscious as I was when it came to, let's say, drinking alcohol or doing drugs. Like, I just wasn't really, I just didn't see the reason why. I just, I was so into that lifestyle that it's just like, oh my God, you're messing up your health. I'm going to suffer when I'm running. All these kind of things that go into my head. So yeah, that's, that's a bit about my background. It was just very focused on that one goal. Mm. What kind of impact does being focused on a singular goal have on us? Because it can have, I know that it can have very positive consequences, but it can also have very negative consequences. Either negative consequences because you're too focused on just one thing, or B, if something goes wrong. That the main problems are number one, when you're so heavily invested into one thing, if it goes wrong, Mm. your whole life is now shifted, your world is shaken. You're contemplating this is my one purpose. and this hasn't happened like what do you do what do I do now so yeah I I had to face that one Um, another thing is you're socially as well you're going to suffer with relationships because people just don't understand your lifestyle or what you're doing some people don't even see the vision or the goal that you've got in mind socially it does affect things as well such a lonely journey when you're trying to be the best Mm. yeah there's a lot there's a lot of pros and cons that come with it yeah i think that's such an important message for other leaders and entrepreneurs out there to hear is if something is worth it we talk so much about well if it's worth it we have to put all this energy into it but like you said it is lonely because people will not understand you or understand why you're doing it or they think they will but they don't act like it 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 can feel like it's just you kind of going against the grain kind of all on your own and that's that's what you got that's your lot and you just need to keep up with it what from your experience affects not just yourself not just your experience for yourself but with clients or people in your network what happens when we just focus on that goal and we just kind of accept that we're going to be lonely in that way that leadership's going to be hard and emotionally draining 
and we don't try to make that any better. What kinds of things from your experience happen? Well, as a result of you just being obsessed with one goal. Yeah. Like life isn't just about your career. There's a lot more to it. And if you're just focused on that one goal, no matter how special it is, other areas of life will suffer. And again, that, that happiness, what is success? What is happiness? It varies from person to person, but I can kind of, from our human nature, we should kind of want the simple things in life as well, which is just like a family, maybe some offspring, maybe. <laughs> yeah. But these normal things in life, we do have to take in consideration mm. and we just need to find that balance. Also hobbies, not just family, mm. having time to actually do other things. I think it's nice to kind of let your mind rest Mm. so that you can recharge and can re-energize. Yeah, uh, that makes a lot of sense as well. I think what we do is because we have this leadership journey and it's so difficult and can be so lonely, what happens over time is we start to have this shift in mindset where we are different. And over enough time, we get so bogged down in that, that the people who have done that the most, people who are millionaires and billionaires, and they've strived so hard and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then they realize that they're still not fulfilled. They don't understand why. And it's because of exactly what you just described, the natural things, the little things, the human things, they've disappeared. So if we don't have the things like connection, like appreciation, the ability to sit with nature, to enjoy your food, right? All these little things, without them, things, or we, I should say, start to drop off. We become disconnected to it. So no matter what we have, we are not feeling very fulfilled. Okay, well, that's a lot of stuff to unpack already. What I'd love to hear from you, because I think it'd be, it's interesting for any leader to understand this for themselves, is what was the main turning point in your life and how do you think other people could learn from it? What in regards to business? In regards to your priorities, your kind of your mental health journey, your understanding of the control you need to take over your own health, wealth, etc. Oh, that was literally last week, man. <laughs> your your um, turning point was last week. I love that. This was last week when my tooth started hurting me and I just realized that all of this is there's always a cause and effect of everything that I do. Now, I'm still learning every single day, but I think it's just taking accountability. Like, no one's going to tell you how to do it, what to do. You need to do it for yourself. You need to be that leader. With that in mind, what would you say most commonly holds leaders back from achieving their true potential? Is it something like that, a quality of not taking enough control? I'm not really sure how to describe that. Is that the thing that holds us back the most or is it something else? don't think anyone stumbles into success. Mm. I don't think that anyone that has achieved success in any way or form, they have planned for it. They have focused on it. They have thought about it. So yeah, in that 
regard, I think it's really important to really take control and plan your life so that you get a certain type of result. Mm. So I guess we could say that the way we overcome that issue is to take that control, right? But that begs the question, how do we take control of these things? Looking into your, your daily routine. Again, as I said, a, a lot of people, we just live our lives. We don't actually mm. reflect. Reflection is so key. I love that, yeah. Why you're achieving certain results. Like wherever you are right now, it is the effect of the work that you've done and no matter what it is so I do think that in order to take control we need to look into our habits what are we doing what's the first thing we do when we wake up in the morning do we check our phone do we write our to-do list like what strategies are we using what systems do we have in place these are all things that anyone that's looking to increase their productivity needs and the next thing is again setting in regular sessions to just having time to think so meditation prayer whatever you want to call it just having time your own time where you're not distracted by your phone any notifications but just you and your thoughts and just the ability to reflect and then to obviously make steps forward yeah i think there's a couple of really powerful things there the fact that anyone, no matter who you are, can put time aside to create a space in which you are empowering yourself to do whatever it is you need to do to wake your mind up or calm your mind down, to connect with yourself more deeply, as difficult as these things sound and as generalized as goals to strive towards if we don't have those habits in place it's almost freeing to say well you see all the problems that you have there are ways you can solve them which are really simple and that are actually really enjoyable when i first learned that it was such a relief to be like oh i can just chill on my own for 10 minutes close my eyes and take some deep breaths. And that's all it takes to make me feel better for the rest of the day. Do you know what I mean? I think that's such yeah. a powerful place to be in. I love what we've taken away from this as well about how one of the things that makes us more productive as leaders when our mental health can drain us is, again, something really simple, like just setting some habits Setting habits, because then I can hear the personal trainer in you coming out when you talk about sessions and routines. But I think it's actually so important to transfer over to the daily life of a leader because we are, like you said, creatures of habit. And it's because it's the little things that will transform us, transform how we're feeling so radically and so quickly. It's up to us to set those habits in place. Ones that are conscious, ones that are conscious. Setting habits that we do actively can just, I think, make the difference between whether we're sleepwalking through life, like you described, or having a life that we are trying to take control of. So that makes a lot of sense to me. That's a really kind of enjoyable kind of conversation. Can I just add something as well? Mm -hmm. So I watched a series on Netflix. It's called The Social Dilemma. So the social dilemma, they talk about how all these big brands 
obviously that controls social, these social networking websites and apps. Mm. They're all trying to compete for your attention. I know I'd sound like a conspiracist right now. <laughs> no, that, that is the way they work. That's how their algorithms are set up because that's how they make their money. <laughs> how they make the money through adverts and um, through grabbing your attention. Mm. So the moment I thought of that was, again, is someone else is trying to control me and control what I'm buying, control what I'm watching and control the time that I'm spending on my screen. So I'm a leader. I need to be in control. So one of the ways of being in control is limiting the time that I'm spending on these social media apps. Because if I'm not, then I'm controlled by, let me not say that, <laughs> but all my friends and what they're doing and consuming all these other things. But again, you need to make sure that, yeah, because your diet isn't only what you're eating, it's also what you're feeding your mind subconsciously. So it's really important that you're staying clear of all these things. I love that we don't just feed ourselves food. What we're feeding ourselves isn't just our diet. It is everything that goes through us. Everything that enriches us in any way, shape or form can be nourishing or malnourishing. I think that's really interesting. What off the back of that to round it off, what is your number one piece of advice for anyone who is going through a situation like you were going through and that I know you've gone through a few kind of different times in your life where there's all this weight on your shoulders, you're kind of struggling with it, but you have this inner desire to be a better leader, to progress, to grow, and you need to take some kind of action. You need to grow in some way. You need to do something different to almost like it's like it's like your body is like there's a call to action within your body that you want to answer what is your number one tip to take that control to become more fulfilled to become more productive as a leader when you are experiencing a challenge remember the end goal remember the end goal there's a reason why you started everyone's got their reason everyone's got their why remember that why if it's important enough that will, that should be enough to push you to get mm. things done. One thing I like to do and one thing I brought into 2020 is a notepad. And with that notepad, not only the goal, but why I want to achieve it and why it's important for me. But yeah, just remind yourself the reason why you're doing certain things. Because sometimes we can do things and not know why we're doing them, which is absolutely bonkers. But <laughs> yeah, it's a story of many people. But we really need to just understand why. Recharge if you need to before you burn up but recharge and just go again go mm. at it mm. and it's okay to take time to recharge if you need to i think that's that's important to, to recognize you know we can't just keep pushing because then those goals actually won't be achieved i think there's such a fine balance there but you've actually helped describe it really well and you've taken i think some very important lessons from your journey, helping other people with their wellness apply it in a, in a really kind of simple way for us, which I think is really, really powerful. So Daryl, we're going to bring it to a close. Thank you so much for your time with us today. Where can people kind of learn more about you, connect with you, things like that? Currently, not really active on social media, but at Daryl Parker, D-A-R-Y-L-P-A-R-K-E-R. 
Daryl, thank you so much for joining us today. Been, it's been a really, really enjoyable one. And thank you for being my first guest. Oh my God, I cannot believe we're here. But it's been an amazing journey and an amazing conversation that I know uh, will help will help quite a few people. So thank you so much, everybody, for joining us today and for listening to our conversation. I hope that some of it was helpful for you. And thank you for tuning in to the first ever episode of The Mindful Leader. Uh, stay tuned and make sure you hit subscribe from wherever you're listening from for the next episodes as soon as they come out so that you can hear more wisdom about keeping yourself healthy and happy from other leaders and specialists within this area. Thank you so much for listening and I'll speak to you all soon. 